0: Father, we, Lord, we need you to come. Revealer of mysteries, we need you to open up our eyes. Father, we love you. Jesus, you are the vine, and we are the branches. If we remain in you, if we live in you and abide in you, we'll bear much fruit. Apart from you, we can do nothing. We're asking you for fruitfulness, Lord, that we can't produce on our own tonight. Jesus, you said that your sheep hear your voice. We know you. We know your voice. We won't follow the voice of a stranger. We ask you to make us sensitive to your voice, Jesus. Lead your sheep well. Lead us well, Lord, as we listen to your voice. As we discuss the things you've been speaking to us as a body, as a people. From different churches and different walks of life, Lord, I pray that you would give us just a a sense of what you're saying to your, your bride. How we can respond to you, Lord Jesus. Train us, Lord. You're a good rabbi. Train us in hearing your voice tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. As you guys know, we're doing... Uh, a monthly rotation on our Friday nights. We're doing the first Friday night of every month is is devoted to prayer, specifically set aside for prayer, focused prayer, a solemn assembly with the worship team. Welcome, guys. Second Friday night of every month is set aside for teaching. We take two hours to just plow through the scriptures. The third Friday night is devoted to uh, seeking the, the voice of the Lord together, things that He's spoken to us through dreams and visions, Uh, various means. The still small voice, the Lord speaks to us in lots of different ways. And the fourth Friday night is going to be devoted to practical preparation, things such as the practicals of fasting, things such as how do you actually organize yourself in the context of persecution. As those of you know, the the Lord, uh, as many of you know, uh, the Lord Gave, he birthed the Daniel Institute in context to uh, him giving a number of people just a sobriety in our hearts about being ready for, for difficult times ahead as prophesied by Jesus in Matthew 24. And so we want to focus on those fourth Friday nights of every month, practical skills related and just practical things that would help us uh, persevere through the days ahead, a whole range of topics there. Next week, we're going to be talking about small groups, and the strategic place of small groups at the end of the age, and, and how how they're strategic to uh, the way we organize ourselves when you don't have buildings, and when you don't have money, or when the when there's opposition coming against you. And uh, again, it's kind of, you know, if talking about a lot of these things, if you were talk, to talk about them in the Muslim world right now, it's just Of course, you talk about those things, because when the Lord moves in that context, those are the realities that are already upon you from the very onset of people coming to know the Lord. In our situation, we're doing it a little bit like Noah, where the Lord has has warned us that it's coming, but it's not yet upon us, but it is coming upon us uh, sooner probably than most of us think. And so we want to just say to the Lord, Lord, we don't know all the details of it, but we know that you've said that it is coming, and so we want to be faithful to build an ark, so to speak, like Noah, in our hearts that that will withstand the pressures that Jesus has prophesied will come to the entire earth. And so next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the strategic role of small groups at the end of the age. And, oh yes, also, uh, how many of you are here for John Harrigan's Biblical Theology Seminar? Okay, a few of you. For those of you who don't know about it, we have a John Harrigan came up here and did a seminar in biblical theology. He he did three sessions, three hour, two or three hours each. He did a marathon day, and we got it on video, which was helpful because he did a lot of diagrams. So that is all available for free online if you have some time to to work through it. It's really it's really good. He really tried to condense. Uh, a real big body of teaching, which we also have the full classes online as well. But if you if you need an appetizer uh, to get you started, then the seminar is a good place to start. Is it on the it's on the Daniel Institute website, and John has a website called Messianic Worldview. I believe it's on there, and I think the church is putting it on the church's website too. Not totally sure. Okay, probably. So there should be plenty of avenues to to get that. Yeah, on the Daniel Institute site. Go to media, seminars, and you'll see some video there. Okay, so let's start. Uh, Just uh, to, before we start, just to to give a couple little reminders of uh, some things that we talked about when we taught on the prophetic. For those of you who haven't listened to that teaching, if you haven't, if this is a new topic to you, uh, two or three weeks ago, we did a, a teaching about an hour and a half long on the prophetic. just a general overview that is on the website as well if that 's a, a topic that that uh, you're interested in exploring further if you haven 't looked into that much, uh, in that teaching, we also give some resources for further study. So the reason I gave that teaching was so that i wouldn 't have to give a rehash the whole thing every time we have a prophetic forum. So that if there's those of you that are you're like, whoa, what is this, what is this, what is this, I can at least refer you there and you can have a place to start studying that. And then we can, we can talk about questions afterward if you have some. But just, uh, I wanted to, one point that I draw out in that teaching was that, you know, in the transition from the Old to New Testament where the prophetic goes from being confined more to uh, a specialized class to being more generally practiced in different parts of the body, Joel two and Acts chapter two that when the spirit is poured out, the son, all your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, young men see visions. That that we see in the New Testament that uh, that the that the prophetic, as it's more bro- broadly distributed to different parts of the body, it has a a a, a, a spectrum of uh, I don't know prophetic giftings so to speak. You have some that are gifted in the prophetic, but you also have those that may not necessarily consider themselves gifted in the prophetic, but all of us do hear the voice of the Lord. We're all His sheep. And one of the things that we pointed out in that teaching was that in the New Testament we see that the prophetic is more of an art than a science, that we're trying to, to grow in our ability to walk in sensitivity to the voice of the Spirit. And one of the verses that really draws that out is 1 Thessalonians five nineteen. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. So he starts off there by saying, you know, anything that's of the Holy Spirit is good. And we want to fan that thing into flame. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good. And so when the Holy Spirit's involved, even if we're not necessarily like Jeremiah in the temple, given as a big P prophet of the Lord, you know, that kind of thing, if the Holy Spirit's involved in the process, we want to value it. And that's what these prophetic forums are about. Is, you know, There are probably very few people that may have the level of prophetic gifting that Agabus had. How many of you remember Agabus? How Agabus prophesied that there would be a famine in the time of Claudius? Something like that. I think it was the time of Claudius, and it came to pass. So he had a very strong prophetic gifting. There may not be a whole lot of people in the, the Agabus category, but the Holy Spirit is in all of us and he speaks to all of his people. And, and so if, if he's speaking to us and the Holy Spirit's involved in the process, we want to value it. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. You know, the, the, the hearing the Holy Spirit's voice sometimes involves, you got to hear it, receive it, and then you've got to figure out how, do we, how can we interpret it so that uh, with care and sensitivity, and then how do we apply it and so sometimes, if we miss, we tend to miss it most of the time, in my observation, in either the interpretation or the application. Sometimes the Lord may speak something to you, and it may not necessarily be to share with somebody. He may just be showing you something that He wants you to pray. Other times, He may want you to share it, and then you need to ask Him how to share it in light of the, what He wants you to share. I was just down in, in Kansas City this week, and Feeling disc- honestly just discouraged about a couple little things, just uh, personally between me and the Lord. And I, somebody gave me a very, you know, it didn't have a lot of fireworks. It was just a word of encouragement, but it felt like the the Lord was breathing on it. And just that that little word really encouraged me. And I know all of us are in those different kinds of seasons. And that really is, according to First Corinthians fourteen, the real purpose of the prophetic. It's not to draw exalt ourselves. It's not to get people to sign up on. Our ministry list versus somebody else's ministry list, or those kinds of things, it's to encourage the body. And we're to administer the spiritual gifts, whether they're prophetic, they're the the prophetic gifts or other kinds of spiritual gifts, in love and humility, to the exaltation of Jesus, not to the exaltation of ourselves, and for the well being of the whole. So we want to hold on to the good whenever we receive a prophetic word. Or whenever we receive one ourselves, maybe in the form of a dream, we want to ask the Lord to help us sift through it and, and hold on to the good, test it, hold on to the good, and anything that, that might not uh, uh, really click with our hearts, just let, it, let the Lord blow it away like chaff. So with that said, that's kind of what we're going to do. We're gonna, what The things we're going to be doing in these, in these prophetic forums— it's going to be more of an art than a science, and you're going to you're going to hear a lot of, well, how are you feeling during that when you when you when you had that dream or when that person you know when you think of this person, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And if you ever are interested in having one of your dreams, brought you know interpreted together in a group at one of the DI forums, submit it two weeks before the next forum. That gives us a time to to kind of work through it and. And, and decide which ones uh, might be more appropriate for this this setting. And again, if you submit one and we don't choose it that particular week, there could be a number of reasons why we weren't able to do that. Or we, once we looked at it, it might have been a little more personal than you may, may have realized when you submitted it. Maybe you should talk it over a little bit before we bring it to the group. There might be a whole host of reasons, but don't please just don't take it that we're just rejecting your dream or we don't think that what God spoke to you is not as important as what he spoke to somebody else. 1 Corinthians 13 says, we know in part, we prophesy in part. Again, highlighting the, the, the art, subjective side of it. Um, and just, just for the sake of making this point, a lot of times when the Holy Spirit gives two people the same thing, then you start introducing a little more objectivity into it. I tell you, you get three people. I've heard stories of two or three people that have had the exact same dream on the same night. Something like that happens. You really need to talk it through at the prophetic forum. You really need to take it pretty seriously because you realize that, that the Lord is, is really stressing it in an unusual way. And uh, okay, as we, I just want to give a couple little things on the, the rules of engagement. Uh basic common courtesy, there's a, a, a number of people here, and uh, we just want to make sure that as we're talking, that we're giving, giving each other an opportunity to, to share. If the Lord gives you an insight, you know, the spirit of the prophets are subject to the control of the prophets. You know, we want to make sure that we do things in an orderly and honorable and respectable way that respects one another. So, so if you, uh, as we're talking through tonight, we're going to actually be looking at a couple of Christiane's dreams as we're talking tonight and as the Lord's giving you any kind of insight let's just make sure we do it in a very uh, loving and and respectful way yeah just one pe- one person at a time um, and just like I told Christiane earlier when we were talking she gets she gets the ultimate ve- veto because the person whose dreams we're interpreting together it has to click in their heart because they're the one that received it and so if we do, you know, we have a lot of talky-talky, ah, you know, it could be this, this, and this, and we get it up uh, all up here. Uh, Christiane gets veto power at the end. Well, that doesn't really click with me. Oh, that one, big light bulb. Yes, 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 my heart leaps with that one. And so it's the same for whoever whoever's dreams we're going through on a particular prophetic forum that you kind of have the executive veto power at the end to say what, what uh, the Lord was speaking to your heart concerning something, but usually in these kind of scenarios, there's a general sense of, "Oh yeah, that that really feels right." Yes, if you do submit a dream for, for to the prophetic forums to be discussed during the prophetic forums, uh, I would ask that you be there if you're if we're going through your dream, or that you let us know that you can be there if we're actually going to work through your dream. Just because a lot of times certain symbols are very particular to your life and there's no way we could really understand it unless you're there if the lord's using symbols from your life okay yes christiane yes definitely it's uh prophetic forum at daniel institute .org <laughs> so that's where you would submit your dream if you are interested in us working through one. Sometimes when the Lord gives you a dream, you may not know, is it more for me or is it for a broader message? Sometimes it may be for you, but has a broader application to all of us. I think uh, when we work through Christiane's dreams, we might get that sense of, you know, is this for the church generally or is it for Christiane or if it's for Christiane, does, is there a message there that's applicable to all of us? And as I was talking through uh, a couple of things with her earlier, you know, just some of the, the message that was coming through, clearly it, it was something that I w- myself would want to, uh, to receive from the Lord as well. Okay, so Christiane, you have the mic. We're going to start, I'm going to just pray real quick, again, inviting the Holy Spirit to come and help us, and then Christiane's going to start by just reading her dream, the first one. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to come and anoint our understanding by the power of your spirit. Father, just as you gave Daniel and his friends skill in interpreting dreams and visions, will you help us as a community, help us as a group right now, Lord, to really be sensitive to your voice. Oh, Lord, we love you and we need you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so Christian, why don't you just work through your dream and and we'll listen in carefully.
1: Okay. There you go. We got it. So, so we were in um, an airport waiting for a flight to get back to Bethany. Here. Everyone was huddled together in different groups. So we were all in the airport waiting for a flight to get back to Bethany. Everyone was huddled together in different groups around the airport comforting each other. I felt weird, like this was a false comfort. It's hard to explain, but I felt like everyone was comforting one another apart from the Holy Spirit the spirit of comfort himself. Our flight was delayed indefinitely because of terrorism, which we knew actually was persecution. Everyone was anxious to get back to Bethany, where they thought they'd be safe. There was a woman who was leading our group. I felt like I knew her in real life, but I don't remember who it was. And actually, I'm pretty sure it was my friend Christine Ramirez. In the dream I remember, I really respected and trusted her. Despite how I was feeling about everyone else, I knew that she had the spirit of God with her. After waking up, even, I felt in my spirit that she was like Anna the prophetess. Anyways, I was with my roommate, Emily, trying to convince her that we couldn't stay here and wait for a flight to go back to Bethany. I had such an urgency that Bethany wasn't where we needed to go. We couldn't hide anymore. We had to face what was coming. I told her we needed to leave the airport and get a hotel for the night. She was worried about the money it would cost us. I couldn't believe she was worried about something like that at a time like this. I said, I will pay, please just come with me. We went to the woman who was leading us, explaining the need for us to leave. She had such a heaviness about her, like she didn't know what to do with all these people. She agreed that we should go, but even though she knew that was best, she was very shaken by our decision. I knew that my friends, Bryce and Eric, were around somewhere. They had been in an earlier scene of the dream, but I can't remember the details. I went looking for them to tell them that we were leaving and asked them to come with us. I went into a large dark room and saw that there were people scattered all over the floor, sound asleep. I saw Eric first and then Bryce. I ran to Bryce to wake him up. I started crying and begging him to come with us. I think he was agreeing to come with us when my alarm went off. And that's it.
0: Okay. Now a couple things before we start breaking down the dream together. A lot of times when uh, we have dreams, our default setting tends to be literal. But the reality is that our default setting should be symbolic because I believe most of our dreams are symbolic. Now, there are some people that have a lot of literal dreams, okay? Uh, but I, w- what I've observed is that most people tend to have symbolic dreams first, and then if the Lord, if there's a literal dimension to it, the Lord will show them. That later, and so in this particular dream, we'll get a we'll get a uh, a sense. You know, I, I worked through this a little bit with Christiane earlier. We'll get a sense of how you know if you if you if the Lord's wanting you to interpret something symbolically, but you interpret it literally, you could really be off in the interpretation. Okay. So let's start here. She starts off. We were all in the airport. So who was the we? Okay, okay. So just Bethany people in general. So we were all we were all in the airport. So let's look at that one first. Well, About airport. Okay. So so airport. What do you guys usually think of when you think of airport? It's a place. It's what kind of place? What happens at an airport?
2: Travel.
0: Travel. Okay. Place of travel. Travel. People. Okay. What's that? Busy. Busy and waiting. Busy. Okay. Waiting. Okay. Place of transition. I'm going to have to write smaller to get all the, the dream on there. Okay, we airport. We've got travel, people, place of transition, busy, waiting. Other thoughts? What do you think of when you think of an airport? Okay, so a, a range of emotions, wide range of emotions. That's good. Wide range of emotions. Okay, good. So you, we were all in an airport waiting for a flight to get back to, uh, to Bethany. Okay, so we were waiting for a flight to get back to Bethany. So here's the waiting. Uh, somebody said waiting. I don't think I've got that on there. Oh, yeah, I did. Waiting. And so, Christiana, here's my question. In your mind, what is, you know, you've been at Bethany for, for how long?
1: Three and a half years.
0: Okay. So yeah. what is Bethany a symbol of for you?
1: Well, it's home.
0: Home? And, okay.
1: Um, like a, I guess like a place of security, a place that I know really well, that I feel safe.
0: Um. P- okay. Home, place of security, mm-hmm. place of comfort, mm-hmm. kind of, okay. Place of comfort. Okay familiarity something like that okay safe haven okay now see this is a one where you really would need to have the person there because there may be somebody who's come through Bethany Bethany Church and they had an experience in the church or somebody else who came through the college of missions and when they think of Bethany they immediately think missions another person this may be their family in their home something like that so again the the point is god was giving christiane the stream and so what did the symbol mean to her so everyone was huddled together in different groups around the airport comforting each other so everybody's at the airport so if you were at if if, if you were at an airport seeing people comforting each other in little groups What does that imply? That there's something that needs comfort over, right? (laughs) Something something hard has happened, okay? And I felt weird, like it was a false comfort. It's hard to explain, but I felt that felt like everyone was comforting one another, apart from the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Comfort Himself. So, my one question I should have probably asked at the beginning was: What was the emotion that you were feeling in the dream? Because when you when you receive a dream, a lot of times not just the content, but the emotion is communicating something too.
1: Um, it's like like an urgency or kind of frustration over what what I was seeing, the people, how they were acting.
0: Urgency, frustration. And then frustration. Mm-hmm. What was the frustration you were feeling? Just that they.
1: I think with people, because I felt like there was just something very wrong about what was happening, like the way they were acting or just... Okay. Yeah.
0: That they were comforting comforting each other in kind of like a false comfort? Mm -hmm. Okay. Frustration over false comfort. Okay. Good. And so you felt weird. It's hard to explain, but I felt like everyone was comforting one another apart from the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of comfort himself. And so... Maybe uh, something was wrong, but they they were just saying, oh, there's not really, it's really okay, no big problem, but there really was something wrong, okay? Our flight was delayed indefinitely because of terrorism, which we knew was actually persecution. So could you explain, like, you're saying that the flight was delayed because of terrorism, but you knew the terrorism was actually persecution against against believers?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was, like in the airport, how there's terrorist alerts, there's the levels and the colors orange or whatever and so it was like that where everyone else you know the airport people they all just oh there's terrorism you know don't worry but we knew that we were that it was really persecution that was coming and and that's and that's what maybe the the people who are on the like monitoring the airways or monitoring terrorism that's what they were picking up on but it really was persecution and not okay. specific against America necessarily.
0: Okay. So there was a delay that you wanted to go one place, and the way you wanted to go, the place you wanted to go was back to Bethany, but there was a delay, something, something that hindered that process, right? So when you guys think of delay, what does it think of? I know it seems obvious, but if we flesh it out, a lot of times the interpretation comes. How do you guys feel when there's delay? Bum. What's that? Sometimes bummed? Sometimes <laughs> bummed. Okay. Tarrying, so waiting, waiting, uncertainty. Okay, and the cause of delay was terrorism. So, but the perception that it was terrorism against the country but the reality was that they were coming against believers and it was impacting those that weren't believers something like that mm-hmm. that the real thing it was it was terrorism but the but that was really aimed as a persecution against believers against the church mm-hmm. something like that
1: yeah i felt like it was i think it's kind of it was the nation's way of covering up that it was persecution just putting the label of terrorism on it
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm going to cause a delay, um, let's put terrorism, persecution. Actually, yeah. Hope you can read my writing, sorry it's not the prettiest, but okay, so how do you guys, I mean, obviously within the word terrorism is what, terror, so something scary, right something scary and then so so this was so were the people in the dream huddled trying to comfort each other because of this yeah. okay and they were but what they were the way they were comforting each other it wasn't it was like oh everything's okay nothing bad's going to happen or everything's in that kind of sense not mm-hmm. necessarily facing the reality yeah okay so not facing not facing reality let's just put uh did we cover that? Uh, yeah, false comfort. I'm going to put put up here, or down here. False comfort, not facing reality. Reality. Okay. So there was a woman who was leading the group, and you think it was Christine. Okay, and what do you think, so what does Christine represent to you? Um,
1: Christine is, she's one of my close friends, and she, I respect her a lot. She leads she leads prayer ministry at Bethany, the inner healing ministry okay. at the college. Um, she's definitely a prayer warrior, and she knows her authority in Christ.
0: Okay. She okay. does a lot of
1: spiritual warfare.
0: So prayer, spiritual warfare... Just, just prophetic. Prophetic, mm-hmm. okay. So, that's so in the dream. That's what comes out here. Is I felt like I knew her in real life. Uh, oh yeah, okay. In the dream, I respected and trusted her. Mm-hmm. So, respect and trust here. Okay, and Spirit of God. Now, just since we're working through this, a lot of times in dreams, when you see somebody that you know, it's not necessarily it doesn't necessarily mean that it's that actual that something with that actual person. It's you. It's often what that person represents to you, that part of you that is represented by them. So, for instance, if you have a friend who's a very energetic person. The Lord might use that person to highlight the energetic part of who you are, okay? And that does that make sense? And so I, we're gonna, and in this and as we interpret this dream, you'll see how um, the, Christine and prayer, spiritual warfare, prophetic respect and trust, spirit of God, these kinds of themes. That uh, we'll see how how the Lord might be highlighting to Christiane some certain things that that he's teaching her in her heart uh, related to those things in the context of this dream. Anyways, I was with Emily trying to convince her that we couldn't stay here and wait for a flight to go back to Bethany. So Emily, your friend Emily, Mm -hmm. what does she represent to you? When you think of Emily, what's the first thing that comes to you?
1: I think joy. Joy? Yeah. um, Okay. She's... She has red hair, so I just picture her like big smile, joyful, like a sunflower. You know, she just is a, yeah. If I, if I had to pick one word, I would say joy.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. So Emily represents joy there. I was with Emily trying to convince her that we couldn't stay here and wait for a flight back to go back to Bethany. So you're trying to convince her that you couldn't stay in the airport and wait for a flight to go back to Bethany. And I had such an urgency that Bethany wasn't where we needed to go. We couldn't hide anymore. We had to face what was coming. I told her we needed to leave the airport and get a hotel for the night. She was worried about the money it would cost us. I couldn't believe she was worried about that at, the time. at a time like this. I said, I will pay. Just please come with me. Okay? And so, remember, here we have Bethany. Bethany that you that you're feeling urgency and you you can't necessarily you can't go back to to Bethany okay which is a home a place of security a place of comfort familiarity safe haven and you're you're telling your friend that we need to leave and 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 Emily she was worried she's worried about in the dream she's worried about the money it would cost to to take the flight okay we went to the woman who was leading us, explaining the need for us to leave, she had such a heaviness about her, okay? So, Christy, she had a heaviness, a heaviness about, she was just feeling heavy about the entire situation.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, being delayed, and I just wrote, she didn't know what to do with all these people, like, okay, she didn't know, um, yeah, maybe about she... Her. Maybe she had the same frustration as me with kind of the way that they were reacting to the persecution.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we went to, yeah, okay, so she she had a heaviness about her. Like she didn't know what to do with all these people. She agreed that we should go, but even though she knew it was best, she was very shaken by her decision. I knew that Bryce and Eric were around somewhere. Okay, Bryce. So when you think of Bryce, what is what is he? What's his, you know, what is what do you think of when you first think of Bryce? Like his personality uh, traits. Um, I,
1: I just think freedom in Christ, like someone who really doesn't walk in the fear of man. Um, freedom in Christ. Mm-hmm. Very okay. gifted in evangelism.
0: Okay. So freedom, freedom from the fear of man. Okay. From fear of man. All right. And uh, Eric. Be careful because he's in here.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess just when. Yeah, is, I guess I feel like he's he, going to be nice to you. Someone who feels called to prepare people for the day of the Lord. Called. To prepare people. Very fatherly, tender heart. um, Fatherly. Pastoral.
0: Tender heart. Mm -hmm. See, she's being really nice to you. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Prepare for day of Lord. Okay, and in the dream, it says that uh, you went looking for them to tell them we were leaving and to ask them to come with us. You went into a large dark room, saw that there were people scattered all over the floor, sound asleep. Okay, so... I'll open this one. So, asleep, what do you guys usually think of with sleeping? What are the different senses that we use sleep? Literal sleep is one. Do we use it in any other senses? Spiritual sleep, Okay. Bible uses sleep to describe death, doesn't it? Bodily death, okay. Bodily death. Someone's not paying attention. Not paying attention. Wake up, wake up. On the road, yeah. Not paying attention. I think that... Restful. Yep. So there's restful. Restful at peace. Restful at peace. Something that needs to be woken up. Something that needs to be aroused. If you if if you want it to be aroused. Um. Something to be aroused. good so you ran to you saw Eric first and then Bryce then you ran to Bryce to wake him up so so here she's running to Bryce desiring to wake him up okay wake up how do we use the set any yes sure
1: They were all people that had been part of the group. Yeah.
0: But these are the two that you specifically remembered was Bryce or Bryce and Eric. Okay. And so you're wanting them to wake up. So there's a desire for something that's sleeping to wake up. Okay. And you started crying and begging him to come with us. So, so obviously crying and begging, there's urgency and There's emotion behind it, behind it. Any other thoughts? What do you think of when you think of crying and begging? Fear, Fear. okay. Somebody said desperation, fear and desperation. All right, desperation, fear, desperation. Other thoughts? Okay, and then uh, that's when you woke up. So let's take a step back and look at this. And let's look at the different symbols here. Before we do that, what are the primary actions in the dream? We saw the primary emotion, urgency, frustration, desperation. Can I add desperation to the emotion? Desperation, okay. What were some of the primary actions? We're running out of space. I think we've got enough over here, though. Primary, primary actions. Richie, you got to help me learn how to organize myself on this thing, man. All right. Primary actions in the dream: waiting is a big one. Okay. Seeking out Christine. Seeking out Christine. Seeking out uh, Christine. Represent who represents these things. out Christine okay other what's some of the other main actions okay so calling Emily out calling out Emily good okay okay. Okay, so how would you summarize that? An eagerness to to leave? To leave the place where she's at kind of thing? Okay, good. Eagerness to leave the place she's at. This is good. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. 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 How would you summarize that? Try <laughs> to... A struggle? Kind of, or... Two different directions. Okay. So, Christiane, you get. Um, uh, I would just put pool in different directions, maybe. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Yep. Not willing to face reality. Okay. Good. So we've got the primary motion, primary actions, and a lot of symbols here. So let's just kind of piece together a rough interpretation. Yes, sir? Oh, yeah, I can't forget that one. That's good. Okay. Uh, came and woke up. Came and... Woke up. Up front. Eric, I know, I you first, I went first. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, okay, so the primary, let's just, let's recap, and then we'll break, we'll work through an interpretation together, and then you, you just tell us if it's clicking with your heart, okay, the primary emotion you were feeling was urgency, frustration, false comfort, um, over frustration over the false comfort, desperation, primary actions, waiting, seeking out Christine, calling out Emily, eagerness to leave the place that you're at, uh, str- struggle being pulled in different directions, uh, not willing uh, the, some of the people in the dream not willing to face reality came up and, and came you came to wake up Bryce and Eric. So this is, let's put, let's try this and, uh, and let's see let's see how it works. So with the uh, with the airport, Travel, people, place of transition, busy waiting, wide range of emotions. It, it might be that the Lord is talking to you about a time of transition or something like that—a time of going from one place to another—and the place that He doesn't want you to go back to is the the, the comfort zone. You know, the He, he might is is. is it, <laughs> Home, place of security, the place of comfort, place of familiarity—that he's wanting to take you out of that comfort zone, so to speak, that place of which is familiar to you—in light of coming, uh, ter- in light of the coming persecution, something like that—in order to uh, to take you to a new place in preparation for that. And so, how does that sounding so far? Is that clicking? Okay, mo- so because the place that you and you guys feel free to chime in if the Lord's giving you insight into the interpretation because you're in an airport, place of transition. There's something in you that wants to go back to that comfort zone. Does anybody ever have those experiences? You have a, we all have our comfort zones, don't we? The place that feels safe, the place that feels secure to us, the place that we know. And a lot, a lot of us like to go there, but the Lord a lot of times likes to bring us out of, transition us and move us out of that comfort zone, doesn't he? So, um, I, have, I have those kind of things in my, my own head as well. I have, one, I have a question. Sure. Is it that persecution is coming,
2: or is it already... Is it you're at the airport and you're in a place of transition because of persecution? Is it already happening? I mean, do you know
0: that? But I think there's a difference. Sure. So, were you in the airport and it already happened, and and... and you're responding to it?
1: Yeah, I think, I feel like it must have been going on because I knew when we would go, when we would leave and go to the hotel that we, that it was like life or death. I mean, it could be life-threatening by leaving the airport. So it must have been already going on.
0: Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so there's this sense of like something intense, something that's, you know, something that's happened. And so... Because of that, something that could also that could be coming as well. That's why we have to. We need to. We can't go back to that place of comfort, or something like that. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Mm-hmm. Well, let's keep working through some more. Some more. The the uh, the the symbols here. So the the false comfort, not not facing reality. That one, I you know. That might be something that, you know, when any of us are in that time, in that place of being, being uh, confronted with reality, then a lot of times we do, we try to, we, we try to comfort ourselves instead of facing the reality, don't we? those lines. Um, and again, you get to Trump veto any of this. I'm just, these are just some of the general themes that were coming out. So Christine representing prayer, spiritual warfare, prophetic, respect and trust, spirit of God, heaviness, that there's in the dream you're, you're, you're finding comfort in her. You're not finding comfort in the false comforts or the, 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 uh, the denial of the situation, but you are finding comfort in the place of prayer. And you are finding strength in the Holy Spirit as the Holy Spirit, you know, the prophetic speaking to you, um, showing you that you have influence in spiritual warfare as you, through your prayers, and and that in the midst of something that the Lord's doing in your heart, transitioning you out of the place of comfort into a new, rea- you know, into uh, a deeper place of something that He's He's doing in your heart in relation to this. That the place of strength and the place that you do find confidence in, and, and trust in. Is 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 in the voice of the uh, voice of the Lord, the Spirit of God, respect and trust, and the and uh, and the place of prayer. Something like that, and then with Emily, Emily represents joy to you. And so, if you're in that, if 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 that's the situation where God's moving you from one place to another, out of the comfort zone, the place of familiarity and comfort, into a place that feels more risky. Or whatever it might be, and you're feeling an urgency about that that shift, and you're finding refuge in the place of prayer, and in in uh, in God's voice, turning to the Spirit. That, in order for you to do that, you know, when 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 these difficulties come, that you need to. uh, I mean, is that you need to convince? There's something in your heart saying. I, I don't know how we how we put it earlier that there. Yeah. Joy, you need to you need to actually be very aggressive in bringing joy with you, something like that.
1: Yeah, almost like I think, almost like a conversation with myself is what we were kind of getting right. at. Like, like Emily represents a part of me that, um, that wants to choose joy, but then the other part of me is saying, "No, we don't have the resources. We don't have like it's just." Um, It's a a struggle, a a tension.
0: Anybody ever have that tension where you've got those two little voices in your heart? One saying, where's the money going to come from? And the other saying, trust the Lord, trust the Lord, trust the Lord. And it feels like you're trying to pull. Okay, I think that's what's going on here is that in light of the fact that God's taking her out of her comfort zone, it creates a tension in the heart. And part of the tension is... You want to have joy in the midst of, a, of that transition, but there's also that voice saying, Where's the money going to come from? And so it's not necessarily, I think the point might be here, and Christiane, you have to confirm that, but is that, you're, that ten, it's the tension of you're going to have to really fight to make sure that you're bringing that joy with you through the difficulty, something like that. Is that yeah. Does that click? Mm-hmm. Checkmark in your heart? Okay. And then, uh, so then you went to the woman who was leading us, explaining the need for, you, for us to leave. She had such a heaviness about her, like she didn't know what to do with all these people. So, again, a heaviness in the place of prayer, because this is Christine. You know, just the heaviness over the difficulty that's coming or that's already upon, upon, upon you. And, uh, or, this, I mean, if this, if this is just the Lord's general warning of, you know, persecution is coming, in light of that, this is something that, that his whole body is really going to need to work through when all of us are going from, he's transitioning us into a new reality that's very difficult, letting him lead us through that reality. Um, so she w- agreed that we should go, but even though she knew it was best, she was very shaken by our decision, so even though it's, you guys, are any? Have you ever been in a situation where you know something is is good and and it's the best decision, even though it was not the easy decision? Okay, and so just the Lord saying that as He's transitioning you, that even though it's hard, that it's good. And then you knew that, and then Bryce and Eric, you, you run to wake them up. So Bryce represents freedom in Christ, freedom from the fear of man. And is there, you know, this kind of situation, could it be that Bryce representing freedom in Christ and freedom from the fear of man, that that's something, that's a part of you that you want to wake up and arouse in you and ask God to wake up and arouse in your heart in light of this. That if difficulties and persecution are coming, then you don't want to have the fear of man, and so you're want you know there's something in you that's saying. I need I need this part of who I am to really wake up. I want to be free of the fear of man, and then the same for uh, where's Eric here? Eric called to prepare for the day of the Lord. Fatherly tender heart, it's, you know obviously we know in the in the last days persecution is really going to pick up against the church, and so that would be something else that maybe in your heart. You're feeling that that that's something else that you want to be aroused in you as a a sobriety and preparing for the day of the Lord, and so that you're feeling in your heart you're feeling a desperation in light of the fact that God's transitioning you from a place from out of the comfort zone, calling you to confront you know new realities that are very difficult, and you're you've got an urgency as you go into the place of prayer. You're seeking Him. You're seeking His Spirit. You're going to have to be proactive and intentional about bringing joy with you and not despairing. Jesus, for the joy set before him, endured the cross, despising its shame. And there's a desperation rising in you in light of what the Lord's showing you, crying out, God, I don't want to be afraid of man. I don't want to be, I don't want to be afraid of financial lack. I want to have joy in the midst of financial pressures uh, or whatever it might be. I don't want to have the fear of man. Represented by Bryce, I want that thing to come. I want to be free of that thing, and I want that thing—freedom from the fear of man—to awaken in me. And Lord, I want to—I uh, want you to awaken in me also. You have a desperation and urgency for uh, for preparation for to 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 be prepared by the Father, whose heart is tender towards you for for the things that are coming. So that's. That's a general picture. Is there anything we're missing?
1: Um, or things that,
0: we, that, that are not really clicking with you on that?
1: I think it definitely is. One thing that I just thought of about my dream, and I just remembered it, was like I think part of the reason that I went, I saw Eric first, but then I went to wake Bryce up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I just knew Eric would come. Like I, have to, I just knew, like, okay, if I get Bryce up, Eric will just come. <laughs> and so I
0: well that's interesting
1: it's in just true in their friendship probably and so
0: if you get Bryce then you, Eric will come
1: yep and so I think that I or even even if I it wasn't necessarily dependent on Bryce but it was just like I can depend on Eric not that I can't depend on Bryce but in the dream I just knew like he's so dependable and, and I just have to really try and Bryce up and so maybe it's just more work the, the freedom in Christ freedom from fear of man I was more desperate for that in the moment because I trusted the call that i I trusted the fatherly tender heart and if, does that make sense
0: that's good could another way of putting it be that that if you have a real breakthrough and freedom from the fear of man then that goes a long way towards the preparation for the day of the Lord because yeah. most of it's about facing persecution mm-hmm. that's good other thoughts
1: Oh that's good. Um, and then um when you were talking about like when you're wrestling back and forth with Emily, I just kinda felt like the financial thing, like might not necessarily be finances but just that the cost is very great. It's like, good. this is gonna be a lot. Um but that in the end the joy without because you're the joy of the Lord will be your strength or is your strength.
2: hmm
0: So, um, cost great, but, but the joy of the Lord is your strength. Good. Joy of the Lord. Strength. Other thoughts? Um, the, I mean, what do you think?
1: Well, if Bryce, if, if, if the interpretation about Bryce is correct in that it's about my freedom in Christ and me becoming free from the fear of man, it would make sense that Eric would also be a part of me that's needing to be awakened. the, the shepherding heart, the calling, calling out others to, um, prepare them for the day of the Lord. Does that make sense?
2: Mm-hmm. I don't
1: know. I've I i do not know why they would be different. I don't know why it would be like Bryce represents something a part of me, whereas Eric it's more something I need, except for the fact that I didn't wake him up. I don't know. <laughs> I right. don't know, I'm not sure if there's a difference.
2: You need to wake other people up to, to not have the fear of Well, yeah, that's true.
0: That's what, not just what you mean, but, but that needs that spirit. Right. That it's just not, you know, that it's more broadly a- applicable to the broader body and not ju- just necessarily. And I think that's why I think most of this message is probably. I mean, who would raise your hand if the Lord spoke that to you? How many of you would say, oh, I kind of fit that? Some of these categories that we've talked about, just needing to be strengthened in 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 all these different areas and and say I think uh you know any message that the Lord speaks to us on an individual basis um, a lot of times will because we're all disciples of the same Lord, and we usually are dealing with the same issues because we're all human beings, mm-hmm. so I think uh, at the very least on that level it's it's pretty it's pretty applicable other thoughts well let's work th- now I just want to so Christiane is there anything on here that you want to scratch off of, of any of these things that really does this? Does the overall sense of the interpretation click with your heart as that's kind of where I am
1: I mean maybe under a sleep like I don't know that all of those really are applicable
0: to the you had another part of you that was going crying and begging for those things to wake up. Mm-hmm. And so just the uh, the desire for something to be aroused, desire something like that or mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. W- obviously it's not bodily death, I right. you know, that's um <laughs> and you know, just—it's really more just an, an issue that the Lord wants to really. I don't think It's not an attendance.
1: I don't think the things that I needed to wake up were restful and at peace. They were, like.
0: They were not restful and at peace. They were. Th-
1: they were. Yeah. Okay. I think maybe sleep would be a good one to keep.
0: But. So. Just to take, the the general sense of the oh Jen, oh yes ma'am. Oh. That's a good. What do you think?
1: <laughs> there were still people in the main area when I went looking for them that weren't sleeping. But they were in my d- dream in an earlier part. I just didn't remember the details. So they had been up with the rest of the group at one point. If that makes sense, I'm not sure though. why.
0: Oh, that's good. Um, the uh, the overall message is one that I think all of us can really relate to. Are there are there Bible verses that come to your mind about when you're faced with a time of difficulty and the lord's helping you come to terms with the reality of it and you and and just be, and being intentional about pursuing joy in the midst of it and call, and and really seeking god with desperation for certain things to come alive in your heart i mean those are are there any verses that come to your mind james 1 okay Okay, James 1. James 1. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, when you face trials and difficulties of various kinds. Others. Others. thinking of Hebrews 12 for the joy set before him that Jesus himself endured the cross and despised its shame put Hebrews 12 up there what about crying out to God in prayer when we're in a place of desperation for either personal breakthrough and something I mean, we all have probably cried out, "God, give me freedom from the fear of man." God, give me, make me ready, prepare me for the difficulties that are coming as we move from zone into a place that doesn't feel comfortable to us. I think of Hebrews, uh, is it four? You know, let us boldly come to the throne of grace to find mercy and grace in our time of need. Yes, sir, man. False, yeah right That's good. So what Bible verses can you think of uh, you know because it's true peace peace when there is no peace. you think of some of the prophets and you think of first Thessalonians 5 how the prophets were setting the people of Israel up for destruction by proclaiming peace peace when in reality, Hard times were upon them. The storm of the Lord, Jeremiah 23, Ezekiel 13, the storm of the Lord was getting ready to burst out against the nation. And the false prophets were saying, peace, peace. And God rebukes them and says, you're just, it's like whitewash. You're not really repairing the wall. You're not fixing the cracks. And so it never really, that's, that's a good point that Dan brings out is that it never really helps us to not face the reality of a situation, even if it's difficult. That's good. Yes, sir. Exactly. Right. That's that's the whole point. (laughs) That's the whole point. It's to provoke us. All of us need to be, all of us have that thing in us, that wants to avoid reality sometimes and just, you know, even when the Lord's blowing the trumpet and calling us to seek Him in prayer or whatever particular piece of this really you can relate li- relate with. The sleeping virgins, exactly. So that's, uh, what's that, Matthew 25, right? Matthew 25. No, but... All of us are in that place of needing to cry out for oil so that we're awake and alert. She out That's
2: good. Uh, it's, like three, it's good. That's good. did That's good.
0: That's good. That's good. That's good. That also reminds me a little bit of Matthew twenty five and the, I mean, the, the virgins. We the church there is so much Right. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't do yeah. Yeah, <laughs> That's true. But seeking God but Seeking prayer and joy, yeah, that's good. So this is a good example of how I would say that this kind of message has a lot of biblical precedent in a number of different levels. Anybody, I guess, would, it, would you guys agree with me on that? that? That our hearts love the place of the comfortable place. Jesus calls us out of the comfortable place. And and that usually means great difficulty, persecution. And we've got to see that the way forward through that is seeking the joy set before us, the hope that's before us, crying out in prayer, crying out and seeking his face diligently with desperation, leaning into the Holy Spirit. (laughs) I know, run it out. Yeah. Yep. And those are the yep. To That's prayer good. Perfect, you know, Pre- yeah. So, what are the things that she? Yeah. Sorry, there's not a side on, over. What are th- here? This is the little summary box. <laughs> prayer. <laughs> here we gotta. Can do even. You know. Prayer. Prayer, um, prophetic. And in a way, you know, again, we talked about this. Prophetic is just another way of saying the Holy Spirit, leaning into the voice of the Holy Spirit. I mean, when Matthew 24 is happening, we really want to be led of the Holy Spirit and not just our own, our own minds. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, joy. What does it mean to have joy in the midst of Job-like circumstances? Um what are the other ones? Prayer, prophecy, Holy Spirit. That's good. What uh what's the verse count the cost? Count the cost, you know, that that kind of verse. The, what what's the verse there in Luke that before he builds the house, he counts the cost. He doesn't he doesn't deny that it's going to have a cost. That's good. Prayer, prophetic, Holy Spirit, yep, freedom, good, that's right, connected to the Father, that's good, connected to the Father, that's right, yeah, urgency, we need to get urgency on there, and then for what, for day of the Lord. You're not, you're not just ignoring it. Um. Good. So let's do this. Um, Since we're we we took a while in this dream, let's go ahead and I want to break up into small groups. You're kind of clustered around the tables, and if there's anything as you as we were working through this dream, that reminded you of something the Lord has spoken to you about, whether a dream that you had or uh, something that the Lord spoken to you, then feel free to share it. Feel free to share it in, in that context together. And I would ask you to, uh, to appoint, if there's, any, if there's anything that's really like significant that you'd like to share, that you think is worth sharing with the, the whole group, from your group, appoint one person to be a representative uh, and we'll, at the end, I'll just say, is there anything that anybody wants to share? There may not necessarily be. It may be more of a time of wanting to get together and just pray and respond to what the Lord's spoken. But uh, let's do that. Let's break up into groups of, I don't know, three to five based on where you are. And if the Lord has stirred up anything in your heart related to this, that he's spoken to you, feel free to speak that. Then in, in, in a couple minutes... We're going to transition into a time of actually praying for one another and asking the Lord if He has something in your small group that you would, that might want to encourage somebody else in the group, and then we'll come back together and and talk about it a little bit. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. I guess that question might be different. Are all dreams necessarily like directly dreams inspired by the Lord, that kind of thing? Because there might be a meaning to a dream where like your heart is trying to tell you something, even if it's not necessarily a dream directly inspired from the Lord. So that's why I'm differentiating there. But I, I, I do, definitely do think that there are, are dreams that the, that the Lord does inspire in us. And for the sake of encouraging us and instructing us, just like He did people in the Bible, and that when the lord does speak to us on any level it never carries the weight of scripture everything gets tested by scripture if it never if it doesn't match scripture on any level you throw it away that kind of thing um and i don't you don't necessarily assume that you know you need to ask the lord i mean there are, there have been some dreams that i've had i wake up and i'm like whoa that's that's there's something much different about that dream and the, the the way it impacted my emotions, the very fact, at least for me, that I actually remembered it—that's usually aside because I never remember mine. That I, the fact that I remembered it, um, that it's driving me to seek God in prayer, that it's driving me to the Word, that it's that um, it's that there's something about the dream that's make, that's really driving me to to search it out with God and those kinds of things. So, so was this process encouraging for you? Yeah, good. So let's do that. Let's break up into uh, into small groups. Okay. Um, is there any uh, – go ahead and let you guys finish up here. Um, is there anything that anybody feels like they'd like to share from your small group discussion? Either – yes, ma'am. Can we go ahead and hand you the mic so that we can record it here? Just e- either response or uh, insight.
3: Um, when I found out that what the topic was tonight, the Lord reminded me of an experience that we had about a month ago. We were at, at a Paul Wilbur concert. I don't know if any of you know Paul Wilbur, messianic um, Jewish uh, gospel Jewish singer. Um, we're in mess- we are involved in messianic ministry at home that's where our heart is and uh anyway we're at his concert and he shared with us a prophetic word that had been given this was on a saturday evening and it had been given that morning and in the messianic congregation during their shabbat service and uh the word that came and it fits so perfectly what we've been talking There were three questions in the prophetic word. First question is, "What time is it?" Second question is, "Who am I?" Not who is the Lord, but who are you? Who am I? And the third question is, "What has God placed in my hands?" And uh, I, I just, I've never been able to forget that. I that those three questions just keep coming. To me, and I believe they're very timely. Very, you know, what time is it? Who am I? And what has God placed in my hands?
0: Very good. Any other others? Uh, anything anybody would like to share in relation to uh, what we talked about tonight? Things the Lord's been speaking to you. And I want to just emphasize this isn't just a dream for him because sometimes the Lord speaks to people in other ways. I'm personally not the biggest dreamer in the world. I have a few now and then my wife tends to have more than me. Um, the Lord tends to speak through phrases to me just he drops little phrases in my heart. Others. Um, he speaks in other different ways dreams. Some people see more pictures in their mind's eye at different times. Others uh he speaks the main way is through the scriptures obviously i mean when the lord breathes on a scripture and uh and anything else that we hear he needs to come into full agreement with the scriptures otherwise we just let the lord just throw it in the garbage can put in the recycle bin but um actually you don't want to recycle that one you want to let that one (laughs) throw it you know if it doesn't match anything in scripture but um but anyway, so I wanted the reason I'm saying that is if the Lord spoken something to you that wasn't necessarily a dream, feel free to uh, share it in this context as well. Yes, sir.
4: Well, I was just gonna say that I mean a big part of this is that there, the people that are idle will a lot of times be opposition to to this right here. They'll they'll they'll. they'll discourage us and say it's a waste of time to even worry about dreams and the prophetic and all this stuff and that's you know where the freedom from the fear of man comes in we have to be free from that because then we won't we won't go into it into what God's saying we won't listen to the voice of the Lord we'll, vi- we'll listen to the voice of man so the reality is that this is not easy just because we had this dream and just because we had this forum tonight doesn't mean that all of this is just going to start coming all of a sudden it is going to take a fight
2: right.
4: in our in our against our own flesh against the fear that comes against us against because there'll be people we love and we care about and from within our own churches not just the world that'll come that's going to come against us You know, even if they, they, but people will kind of hold you in contempt, but they won't listen to you. They'll just kind of be like, well, you're the crazy dude that just, you just stay over there. (laughs) And just to encourage people to just, to push through and, and even if it, even if it's a dream that isn't this detailed, don't be afraid to share it. Because even if it's just one little word out of a dream then it's great even if it's not a even if the dream is just from your own self it don't be afraid to to email it to the forum because that that's just god encouraging you to start to start walking in this because it is it's an it's an art and you can't you to become a good artist you just have to practice so don't be afraid to practice be be encouraged to 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 go forward like when um, God talked to Joshua he said just fear not be of good courage for I am with you as I was with Moses I am with you so God is with us because this is from God this is where he, these the to to walk and to, to listen to the Holy Spirit is what he wants it's what he desires and so be encouraged to, to walk in that and towards that and but there will be opposition
0: yes sir
5: I really feel pressed to uh, share with you. Um, I didn't know I'd be here tonight, and I didn't know this is even happening. And I uh, have over the, the years—I've uh, been a minister for 45 years—so over the years, I've uh, experienced a lot of uh, different prophetic dreams. And I last night, I, the, the strong—I had two, but the one is the one I want to share with you. Uh, that was so vivid and so real to me, and it's a message dream, and it's—it it's no, doesn't need interpretation. Uh, I. Found myself uh, among uh, a group of Muslims, and I don't know if any of you have any call to Muslim ministry or whether you have a sensitivity, uh, but it's a very difficult ministry, as I think all of you know. And I, I was in the midst of them, and I began sharing with them, you know, about Jesus, and I began telling them how much the God of Israel loved them, and of course, the God of Israel and the God of Islam are two different gods. I mean. Allah is a false god, and we, we all know that. I mean, when you hear politicians or anybody say, it's the same god, we know it's not. And and I, I was fearful to, to do that, but I began doing it, and they began responding. This group of Muslims began responding to me, and I could see that they, they, their hearts were beginning to open. And then I saw coming uh, their iman, and I knew it was him because of his way. Well, he was looking at me, and he walked right up to me, and... and, and his finger in my face and told me I had to had to leave, that I could not give this message to them, and so I, I then turned and started telling him the same thing and pleading with him and telling him the God of Israel loves you, because the Allah is not a God of love. Love is not a part of the message mm-hmm. of the Quran. I mean, it just isn't. That is, it isn't there, and uh, he when he first stepped up to me I mean I, I was ready to run because I could see it in his eyes the murderous look in his eyes I've seen it before we've been to Israel many times we've confronted Muslims from time or they've confronted us I don't go run I, I, I want to reach them you know I don't confront them but I've been confronted I was in one situation on a temple mount with a Muslim that was was trying to get us to leave because we had been praying there and reading a Bible and uh, and if looks could kill and I thought he was going to hit me or do something violent to me but uh, i'm sure my wife was praying and he turned around and just walked away so i know that 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 look that they can give you just like you know a terrorist i mean they're that, that, it's a, it's to terrify and um and I, I i was so i i was afraid but i just could think of nothing but to tell him the same thing i was telling them and at first he just i could just see the, the anger just grow and grow and then i started weeping you know just telling him how much the god of israel loved him and, and then i saw his eyes begin to change and and I and I I couldn't believe it. They were starting to soften, and he began weeping. And he get tears began coming down his face, and, and he just started saying, "But I can't, I can't, I can't let you tell them. I can't listen to you." But I just kept, you know, pleading. I woke up, and to me, uh, the message is simply, you know, Muslims are reachable, and and they 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 need to hear, you know, the God of Allah. That's the reason their eyes are blinded, because th- they're they're falling a false god. They need to know the God of Israel. I mean that that's what's gonna you know that those are fighting words to un, to a muslim but that is the truth it's the god of israel that loves them and uh, if they open their hearts to him he'll show them that you know the god allah is the false god and the only god that loves them god they should follow is the god of their you know their brother ishmael you know ishmael was the the muslims are descendants uh, of, of ishmael i mean not only spiritually but literally uh many of them are descendants of ishmael and uh so it was so real i mean i just can't even tell you how vivid the dream was and i just felt this maybe was a place to share it for anybody who is struggling with you know should i really pursue reaching out the muslims that uh god is saying yes they're ready thank you so
0: much others good well um Thank you so much, Christiane. How many, did you guys enjoy this tonight? Good. Well, um, I just love the fact that the God of the universe talks to us weak people. He knows we're, we're going, going about our, our way to the kingdom when Jesus comes back. Um, we have an article online, if you go to the website, it's on dream interpretation. I'd encourage you to read it if you haven't read it yet. We're, we're, we try to encourage people before their first prophetic forum to read that article. Uh, you'll see some of the things that he talks about in the article we did today. Uh, they, it's a really, it's a really nice article by uh, by the uh, a couple whose last names are Verkler. and they write a lot on hearing the voice of the Lord, and and so it's a really good article. It's about 12 pages. Take you 30 minutes or so to read it, but it's very helpful to have a grid for kind of some of the things we've been doing uh, tonight. So I'm just going to pray and close us. Uh, and I'm going to pray into the theme that the Lord was highlighting tonight through the stream. Father, we thank you so much that you, <clears throat> Lord, you love us enough to move us out of the place of comfort. To face the realities, but to face them with joy, the joy set before us, and how Jesus, we can come to you and cry out to you with desperation for grace in our time of need. We can call out to you and ask you to awaken in us, God, a hunger and a desire to face the most difficult circumstances without the fear of man and to see others, our brothers and sisters, enter into the same realities. Lord, we know that you are a faithful father. We know that you are faithful to equip us and prepare us for the day of the Lord. We know, Jesus, that joy is possible in the midst of trial and difficulty. We know, Lord, that by your help, the greatest financial tests, Lord, the greatest uh, outbreak of persecution cannot rob us of our joy in you, Jesus, because we have a hope that will never perish, spoil, or fade, which is kept, reserved, written on a book of life in the heavens to be revealed on the day of your coming, Jesus. So, Lord, we set our hope fully on that day, and, Lord, we ask you, God, for grace, Lord, to persevere through the difficulties that are ahead and to be faithful witnesses, as my brother was saying, God, in the days ahead, knowing, Jesus, that your power to soften the hardest heart is greater than the hardest heart. Father, I thank you so much just for Christiane and her willingness to share her journey with us, her journey in you, what an encouragement it is to us, Father, Thank you, Father, for the chance to come and hear your voice. and Lord, I pray that you would pour out dreams and visions on this group over the next month. that Lord, you would visit your people, communicate with them through dreams in the night, through visions in the day, through the whisper, that still that, that small whisper of your voice, that 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 voice that, that leads us day by day from the deep place in our heart. Lord, speak to them. Speak, Jesus, to all of us. Jesus, lead us by your voice. God, we don't want to follow all the other voices. We want to follow your voice, Good Shepherd, in this hour. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen.